Hey, what's up, brother? Okay, so here's the deal. You had a word that I don't know that you wanted to tell me what it meant, but I don't remember yes. the word. What, what was the word? Ladies and gentlemen, our beautiful, beautiful butterfly of naivete, Felix Human. <laughs> as beautiful and funny and smart as he is, and just overall American, America and Europe's sexiest man alive. Um, he's got all these things going for him. He's dated supermodels and, you know, Classics. he's uh, <laughs> he owns a plane. And he uh, he actually was cast as a Bond villain, but it didn't work out. Yeah, no. um, it's something about his uh, sexual my, yeah. predator past. Yeah, exactly, um, my my knee, <laughs> uh, my pain. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> something about my knee. But yeah, you were saying our friend, <laughs> our, our friend Felix here does not know what pegging is. So, wow. fuck you. Pegging <laughs> is the is the art. I dare I say, of uh, when a woman mm-hmm. puts on a uh, a nice. Uh, human male f- f- uh, organ mm. down on her nether regions and straps that bitch to her back, uh, around her back, so it. that she basically now has a, a big old uh, dingling. And then the man in the relationship sits down on that dingling or gets on his hands and knees and receives the dingling. Any way you put it, there's a woman with a male appendage strapped to her nether regions and she is. Mounting and inserting into a human male. Uh, I'm sure you could do it with animals too, but I haven't gotten that far. With that <laughs> so, well, welcome to Pocket Stories, the podcast where I invite people and they make us feel uncomfortable for a bit. <laughs> Welcome guys to Pocket Story. This is the 18th episode. In this case, we have Benjonaire or Benji or Benji something because I don't know Ooh. your surname, which is your surname now that I'm yeah, that you're here. Well, Felix, if you want me to be real open and honest on this podcast, we should probably just stick to my first name here. Okay, okay, let's let's stick to that. So, Benji. Yeah, I don't need the uh, FBI, CIA, IRS, UCLNAAC. I don't need anyone coming after me, so let's just stick with Benji for now. Okay, so Benji, he comes from the U.S., so that's why he speaks pretty friendly English, even he, even if he lacks a bit, but we'll... we'll oh, <laughs> pardon. You know I'm hooked on phonics, Felix. Stop it. So, he's also a, he also has a DJ company, which is fucking cool. Uh, uh, also, yes, he sir. is a Agario streamer, and he's a nice guy. That's all that I wrote. That's all that I know from you. That's it. <laughs> I also am looking to stream a lot more in the future. Agario uh, was really just to uh, find a small game to, to find some to, to see if I could find some guys and girls that could actually discover me instead of trying to play something like Warzone where no one would ever discover me. You know. It's a good strategy, and apparently it's working pretty well for you because you've grown from 50 to uh, 200 in like two weeks or something like that. So that's pretty yeah. impressive. <laughs> Congrats. Yeah, so was... welcome to Bucket Stories, my boy. So you, you need both of those things to take something up your ass as a man. For sure. You need a shit ton of confidence, and you need, uh, you need a, a certain number of centimeters. Oh, for sure. You, you can, need to uh... start first with, uh, I don't know, a finger and then... Let's yeah, I mean, come on, maybe. dude. Yeah. Okay, do you have like a ballpoint pen or something? Can we just start there? <laughs> we have to go straight to, to fucking. <laughs> I don't know. Like, it depends. How, like, I, I've heard 
I've seen maybe in some fucked up videos from WhatsApp that the anus can uh, get expanded like oh, a dude. lot. Like it's impressive yeah. how much yeah. it can get expanded. But yeah, dude, the human anus is quite impressive. It can take quite a beating and it can, uh, it's just very resilient. It's like a piece of, uh, it's like a stretch Armstrong, you know, like you can, st- <laughs> <laughs> you can stretch it out as much as you want. It's always going to get back to, well, it depends. I mean, some, once you get Sometimes to a certain point, then you're talking I don't about. Know. I've seen, I've yeah. seen fucked up videos. I've seen shit. Oh yeah, fucked dude. Up shit. Have you seen one guy, one jar? Oh, for sure, but that's a classic. But I've seen we're seeing yeah. like a, a, a person playing golf, and instead of the hole is an anus, which is open, <laughs> and oh the ball just God, just dude. falls perfectly, like. <laughs> oh, 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 God! Yeah. Oh, that yeah. makes me feel so alive, God. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh. El Niño Lombard no. says Uranus can stretch up to seven inches wide, and raccoons can squeeze up to three inches to get through a, a small spaces. I'll leave it at that. <gasps> what? Oh. oh my God! Yeah. Okay, yeah. I expected that with Benji the conversation would get pretty weird, but this is next level. Yeah. I didn't That's know. next level, dude. So you never know, dude. If you really start fucking around and your life gets off track, you could have a raccoon hiding inside you and never know it, I guess is what he's trying to say. You know, you make one too many bad decisions, one wrong turn, you end up outside a truck station in fucking middle of Utah, high on meth, and there's a raccoon that's just nesting up in your asshole. You never know, dude. You never know what could happen. So, yeah. God yeah. damn it, that's scary. I don't want to go to the US now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this, this, this shit happens over here, man. The S word yeah. spaghetti. Um, Sp- S, the- <laughs> no, I'll, I'll say it so you don't get in trouble. Simp and incel are now words that you can no longer say on, on Twitch anymore. They're bannable words. It's like saying, you know, the N word or the F word for homosexual people or... They've, they've basically treated it as hate speech, which if, if you think about it, simps and incels, those two groups are, that's the last time I'll say it. We'll say S and P's. S and P's, those are the only, that is like categorically single white men. Like I thought they were the one group of people that we were allowed to shit on as a society these days. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know how that group of guys, just white men, how did they wiggle their way into the LGBTQ, uh, you know, ultra progressive movement? Like how did that, how, unless, they, dude, I, I've got a theory actually, sorry. Yeah. I, real, dude, this is burning a hole in my fucking mind. Dude, you know what I think happened? Damn. I think that I think the people who run Twitch, guys, oh, this is so real. This isn't even a theory. This is, tr- tr- listen to this, dude. The guys, the people who run Twitch, who do you think they are? Like predominant, did you guess predominantly white men? You're fucking right, dude. Do you think they've ever had sex in their life? I would say no. So, <laughs> so Twitch is run by S&Ps. So that's why, dude, that's, oh my God, that's not even a theory, dude. That's, that's it. Twitch is run by S and P's, uh, and they they got their their butthole hurt. You from, will uh, you will get banned in two days. <laughs> Keep on going, dude. dude. Let, let's see your two hundred followers going <laughs> down to zero in a day. A member of an online community of young men who consider themselves unable to attract women sexually, typically associated with views uh, that are. 
viewers uh, that are hostile, hostile towards women and men who are sexually active. Yes. So can I can I can I dive into this for just a sec? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, the term, the term, well, okay, no, we're defining it. I'm defining something, so I should be able to. So the term incel stands for involuntary celibacy, and it was it, it was coined a, a while back, like a while, while back, and um, it is a group of online guys who uh, they believe that because women are not attracted to them, that something is wrong with the women because they are such nice guys with such good personalities and women aren't immediately attracted to them. They think that something is wrong with the women. Now I have friends in my life that used to be a a long time ago that I could see going down this path. And I've listened to what these people say. Like they say, I'm such a nice guy. I don't understand. Like I'm, I'm so nice. That guy is such an asshole. Why did he get the girl? Blah, blah, blah. It's always about what is wrong with the other person and not what is wrong with me. When what these fucking guys don't understand, and so we should be able to call them this because they're basically idiots, is that no one owes you a goddamn thing. No one on this planet. Some Their parents fucked up when day one, when they were walking out the door to their very first day of school, their parents didn't say, listen, no one owes you shit. When you're in here, we love you unconditionally. We will die for you. But when you walk out that door, no one fucking owes you a goddamn thing. You cannot act like anyone owes you a goddamn thing. What these guys don't understand is, yeah, they're super nice. Yeah, that's awesome. You can have a great personality, be funny. Cool. What the fuck else, dude? You have so much competition on this planet. A girl's not going to like you just because you're fucking nice. Because you go, ooh, woo, I love you. Oh, blushes in her fucking comments. Dude. Most people think that's cringy. Most people think that most of the shit that you do as a quote unquote nice guy is fucking cringy as shit. No one gives a fuck if you're just nice. What do you have to offer to the rest of the world? What do you have to offer to this girl that you're pursuing? If it's just that you're nice, okay. Is she going to get fucking taken and you're going to get your ass beat because you're a skinny little bitch? Okay. Are you going to make her and her friends laugh all the time because you're funny? Okay, that's a better start. So now you're big and you're funny. Okay, what else do you have? Oh, you can play a guitar? Awesome. That's attractive to a, to a person. You're, you went to school. Now you have a better job? Awesome. Now you have fucking things that you can actually offer instead of just saying, I'm a fucking nice guy, so I deserve this. Life is not a fucking <laughs> Disney movie and everyone lied to you. So I get it. It's not 100% your fucking fault. But also, shut the fuck up and become better. You pussy. Sorry. That. <laughs> oh my God. That was so good. <laughs> I was just listening. I was just like, oh my, I'm not high as much your voice. That was fucking amazing. Clap, clap in the chat, oh. boys. Clap in the chat. Everyone like, press, pray the Lord, pray the Lord. <laughs> oh, praise now, praise now. That was I amazing. Mean, like, honestly, I, 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 co- I coincide totally. But the thing is, that was kind of the beginning not a uh, um, definition of uh, a simp, a person that that says good things just to receive good things back from women most of the time. And then yes. when they don't, they rage because they only expected good things to come back. That was the initial definition. Then the, everybody started using it. Kids started using it using it uh, without the knowledge of the definition of what it was. So they call uh, it simp, whoever said a compliment to a woman. So that 
that's where he got a kind of messed up in. Right, but that was a big part of that was PewDiePie, and PewDiePie was just making jokes about like obviously he loves his wife so much. Like you could see it in their videos. He's you know he's done I'm sure a lot of this for her with what he's built, and he's he's making jokes and he's trying to make people laugh. So I, I if that if if what you're saying is true and it is in retaliation of people just making jokes, that's that's disgusting. But on the other side, if if it's if it's because young kids these days are like, oh, you haven't had sex yet. You're a fucking you're an incel. That's I mean, that's just stupid kids that don't understand what they're saying. So either way, you know, banning the terms just because people are either using them incorrectly or trying to make jokes out of them. That's, you know, that's fucking I, I get certain words. You don't say the N word because black people have been through more shit in this country than literally anyone else next to Native Americans. You don't say kike for Jews because we had the fucking Holocaust. You don't say, you know, you don't say you don't say certain things because they're fucking horrible. What the fuck have incels and or excuse me, S and P S uh, I. Whoa, I said I was saying yeah, those words. Eyes and <laughs> the whatever S&P the fucking. <laughs> Loser kids, you can't get laid. Just, just kidding. Sorry. Yeah, but that's I don't know. Maybe honestly, if you think maybe it's uh, they they ban it, especially on Twitch because let's let's be honest. Most of the people that watch Twitch are gamers that are young and ha- and more probably are simps, but not in the definition the initial definition <laughs> of a, of a cancerigenal person that that is it's horrible to to women like the the the, the the last definition that was just a person that that's that gives a fuck ton of compliments to women without any yeah. reason. Yeah. I think I think that El Nino in the comments has a great fucking uh comment here. Now for me a simp is someone who uh, someone that abandons all his principles to please someone else that he likes. So yeah, like abandoning abandoning your friends and and telling your friends they're wrong when, you know, no, that's, you don't get it. She's, she's not like that. And, and just completely ditching everyone. Yeah. For, for just to be at the, the, the beg and whim of, of some, you know, whoever it is, mm-hmm. um, that, yeah, that's, that's the perfect definition. I think for me too. Yeah. Someone that, that has been hypnotized by the woman and like, it's blindly doing whatever kind of she desires and what, what he thinks she desires. No, but yeah, I, I get it. I, I, it's a complicated subject, but for all types, like the, the 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 overall rule, I think it's freedom of speech. Like you can say whatever the fuck you want. Doesn't matter if it's the worst thing that a human could possibly say. You can totally say that's our freedom. That's the essence of our freedom. If you take that away from us, you're we're not free. Exactly, and 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 this is what happens. You let the dumbasses say what they want to say when they say it. Mm-hmm. You let them say it. Mm-hmm. And then everyone's going to look at them and they're going to look at how everybody else looks at them and go, oh, look at this fucking idiot. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's back away from this guy. And then everyone knows. Everyone knows to stay away from that guy. If you censor that, you have no idea. This guy's going to go home, start building a fucking bomb, start amassing weapons to go shoot up a fucking school. No one's going to fucking know. Let that dumbass blast the N-word. Let him say whatever he wants. And I go, okay, that's a dipshit. Stay away from him. Perfect. I don't need him in my life. Nobody needs them in him in their lives. You know, just let them talk themselves into the fucking ground. Yeah. Let them say some stupid shit and 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 everyone else can be like, oh, okay, yeah, that guy's obviously stuck in the past. We can move forward. The issue is being treated like we don't have the autonomy 
to to decide what's what's right and wrong like you it's okay we're just gonna ban the words because you guys don't know enough to know when you see a bad person like if i say the s word or in or the i word that you know that doesn't mean i'm a bad person even fucking felix pewdiepie remember his uh <laughs> remember yeah, his PUBG bridge. bridge scandal yeah, the bridge that, that made me the so fucking mad dude like yeah come is, on. is he i mean he fucked up in a massive fucking way, and that was that was massive ignorance, and it was supremely fucking stupid, and it changed my opinion a little bit of him. Does that mean he's a fucking evil person? I mean, no, really? Does that make him an evil person? Like, when yeah. he every single fucking month he donates hundreds of thousands, if not millions, of dollars to charities. I mean, no. does that make him an evil person? Uh, when I say that, it made me mad. I'm not saying towards him. I'm saying in control, like, what, like, okay, I do admit he fucked up, and in his position, he shouldn't have said uh, that word because his position, like, he doesn't get no, the chance to do it. But still, it's normal. He fucked normal. up huge, dude. He fucked it, up really big. Yeah, yeah, but but like, it, it doesn't make him a bad person. It doesn't like the repercussions right, that he had. Right. It's not at the same level. Not at all. He lost. No. A fuck ton of things like he's he lost a fucking season an entire season of work uh for, for a job because of ne- ne- neos nas- nazi jokes or something like that which oh okay now that pissed me off a lot dude that was completely un- like that not the nazi thing I, he was trying to make jokes dude he is an entertainer he it is his job to make people laugh and it made me laugh dude that shit made me laugh so that's, you know, he was just trying to make people laugh. You can't fucking, you know, obviously it. his in- it's about intention. His intention was not to fucking, he obviously doesn't want to kill all the fucking Jews. He, his intention was to make people laugh, not kill people. So that pisses me off. Benji, right now is your time to say your pockets story. So yeah, we'll go with my, this is one of my favorites. I, I love telling this story and it has, we have a lot of, in common for this story. Okay. Um, so, you know, uh, before the podcast, we originally talked about maybe talking about bullying, um, which it would get pretty somber. We can talk about that later if you want, but this is a lot more lighthearted and it's super fun. So um, music festivals, they're fun, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. So uh, let me tell you about my... Favorite music festival experience of all time. So this was Ultra Music Festival in Miami. Oh, fuck circa you. Circa 2K. You, fuck you. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, so Ultra Music Festival 2K. Thir- uh, what year is this? 2012 or 2013 okay. this was the very last year that swedish house mafia ever performed as a full group it was obviously they've come back and done like weird you know uh, one-off tours and, and one-off concerts and mm-hmm. stuff uh, but this was their last official year touring as swedish house mafia okay. their last ever performance okay yeah and we uh i at the time i was in a military college I was uh, getting just absolutely berated and, and treated like a piece of shit every day of my life. It was just fucking brutal. So it's quite the contrast. Ultra Music Festival, which is just sex, drugs, and rock and roll in the electronic form. Just constant debauchery and just fuckery. And I was enrolled in this very, very intense. It's considered the most intense and the hardest military institution in the country. It's... um. 
It's called the Citadel. It's fucking absolutely brutal. And uh, it's the hardest thing that anyone that goes there will ever do in their life. And they do that for a very specific reason. They do that because they're training the next generation of military leaders. And this uh, this guy wrote a, a beautiful short story on why knobs or freshmen at that school are treated the way that they are. And the short version is they, they're treated like absolute shit for nine months and we beat the shit out of them and make them shave their head completely bald and we all sorts of hazing and Wait, bullshit they, they so that beat when they're the shit out of you oh well no you're not you're not you're not really supposed to talk about it oh, okay um, yeah i get it i do get that but it's it, let's t- let's treat that as like uh more of a figurative you're just beaten down into the ground okay. but there's a lot of there's a lot of extracurricular hazing that goes on as well um but they do this so that when you are uh, deployed somewhere in the Middle East or somewhere on the other side of the world and your entire platoon is blown up by an RPG right in front of your face, you'll know exactly how to react. And that's what this guy said. Obviously, that's not the exact, it's not exactly what happens, but they, they try and beat you down to the point where you can, if you're in a fucked up situation trying to lead other people, you can look back and say, you know, I've, I've been in fucked up situations before. So that's just a, a little prerequisite on where I was living my life at that time. Okay. So we were on spring break, right? I was at the time my family was in Cincinnati, Ohio. So I was, I I flew up to Ohio to be with them for a little bit or drove back up. And, um, at the time I had this Jeep commander, huge, huge, the biggest Jeep that they make. Um, it was huge three rows, uh, real fast. It was awesome. I love the shit out of this car. Mm -hmm. So, some of my buddies from the Citadel, uh, I, I guess I shouldn't give them names, but uh, some, of my, <laughs> some of my buddies from the Citadel and I had planned to go to Ultra Music Festival. So I, from Cincinnati, Ohio, woke up at like 4 or 5 a.m., got my Jeep Commander, and started driving down to Charleston, South Carolina, where all my boys were going to be for me to pick up. They stayed on campus for this break. So I get to Charleston, South Carolina. It's like a 10 hour drive or something. It's not 10 hours. It's like uh, it's 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 a long fucking drive. I get there and um, all my boys are ready. They all hop into the Jeep and uh, I've got my buddy who is a knob with me sitting next to me. He's so fucking cool. I love this guy to death. He's still one of my best friends to this day. He gets he's riding shotgun with me and I've got three of my buddies in the back seat that are all upperclassmen. Now, knobs and upperclassmen are not supposed to hang out, nice. but me and this kid were such hard party animals, even even in this institution where they just beat the shit, you know, beat you down. We were so gaudy and, and loud and having fun all the time. These upperclassmen, they were degenerates too, and they're like, bro, let's fucking party. You guys are going to be cool next year, so let's, let's get together. Mm. So... We get into, everyone gets into the Jeep on campus at this military institution. And immediately my buddy pulls out this plank of wood and puts it on his lap and starts immediately rolling blunts. Just yeah. blunt after blunt after blunt. Hands one to the guy next to him. Hands one to the other guy next to him. Hands one to me in the driver's seat. Hands one to my buddy Dom. And then he keeps fucking rolling them. <laughs> he keeps going and going and going. And we're like, all right, are we ready? I, I said to my buddy, nope, we're not ready. We got to go hit up a, uh, a head shop. So uh-huh. we go to the head shop. We pick up a whippet canister and about 5,000 whippets. whippets. Do you know what whippets no, are? I have no fucking idea what whippet is. Okay. <laughs> So whippets, boys and girls, cover your ears if you are under the age of not being old enough to hear certain things. Um, Whippets are you take a whipped cream canister 
And instead of putting whipped cream in the actual canister, you, you put the compressed CO2 into this canister and then you huff it. And it basically, oh, okay. it's like, yeah, it's, you, it gets you super high. Yeah, I, I do. But super, super, super for, uh, for like five to 10 seconds. Yeah, it'll get you, you don't know where you are for like 20 to 30 seconds. And then you slowly come back to reality. And it's like, what the fuck? So we got about 5,000 of those. And my buddy dropped, <laughs> I think, a couple hundred dollars on these whippets alone. And uh, so they all start passing it around. I start doing it and uh, and we start driving down the highway. Okay, we're good to go. We're finally good to go. No, fuck, we forgot. You got to pull over. We got to get beer. So we pull over to the gas station on the side of the road and we sp- I think he spent like $150 on beer and just all goes in the trunk with all of our clothes. Okay. Um, so we, now keep in mind, I've been driving since like three or four or five in the morning from sit from Ohio, which is on the other side of the fucking country mm-hmm. to, uh, not, not all the way, but to Charleston. We get to Charleston, start driving again, immediately, no rest. And, uh, and it's just immediately just complete fucking insanity. I have the music playing at fucking 50. The music's at 50. I'm just blaring hard style uh, fucking trap. I'm blaring drum and bass. Was it uh, in, Cruella, the, Borgor. in the desert? Huh? Was it in the desert or was it, how was no, the no, so environment? No, no, so we're... We're driving along the coast of the, we're driving down the East Coast. So it's all super lush, green trees. Everything looks beautiful. Weather's perfect. Spring break, USA. It's fucking, it's just a good old American time, man. It's fucking sick. Um, so we, we, we're cracking beers, passing blunts, ripping whippets, just, uh, just fuck fest. It is so complete insanity. Music's go, all the windows are down. Music's blaring as loud as it can possibly fucking go. We're headbanging for literally, I'm not joking, for, from the time we left, it was like the only person that wasn't headbanging for that total of five hours was whoever had just hit the whip it the most recently. And they were just fishing out. And uh, that included me and my buddies literally having to grab the wheel while we're going down there because I'm fu- completely fished out at the wheel. I have no Wait, idea what's happening. You, you grab some uh, CO2, I don't know what it is, during yeah, I'm, your I'm, driving I'm, state? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm ripping doubles. I'm ripping double CO2 canisters <laughs> so that you fill the canister with one, they take the pot off, fill it back up with another one. I'm ripping, I'm literally ripping doubles while I'm driving and there are points where I will fish out or black out for like 10 to 20 seconds at a time and my buddy literally high out of his mind just grabs the wheel and uh and he's just kind of driving for me while i'm i'm just barely there just like a fucking complete bot like an npc in a video game just barely pressing the pedals just because i can i'm so tunnel vision i can't see shit so when i say that this is the most insane shit of my whole life i'm not joking dude um so we get we get about we're about two and a half hours out right my buddy in the back seat, the upperclassman, who had booked the hotel for us, looks at his phone and he's got a phone call. I turn the music down, roll the windows up, and he starts talking. And on the other line, on the other line, I can hear uh, it's a female voice, and she's like, "Hi, Mister. Uh, yes, this." And I could hear uh-huh. that tone in her voice, and I'm like, "All right, what the fuck is going on?" And my buddy was a little more soft spoken in the back seat. And he's like, what are you, what are you talking about? Like, we can't, what do you mean we can't? That, I booked this so long ago. You can't. And then I'm, I'm like, dude, hey, what the fuck is happening right now? And I was, and he was like, no, 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 just hold on. It's okay. And I'm like, bro, 
what the fuck is going on right now? And he, he puts her on hold and he goes, well, they said that they're overbooked and they don't have a room for us. And I said, oh, well, that's not how this fucking works. And I went full Karen. I said, give me the fucking phone. <laughs> and he, he gave me the phone and I said, hey, listen, I, 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 I don't know who you are. I'm sure you're nice, but you obviously do not have the capacity to deal with, with what we need to accomplish right now. I need you to put me on with someone that can actually help me right now. And I was full blown Karen mode, dude. I, I'm high as shit. I'm so excited. I've been, I've had the fucking piss beaten out of me every day for nine fucking months and I'm ready to have some goddamn fun. Nothing is standing in my way. So she puts me on with the, the GM of the hotel. Mm-hmm. And he goes, Sir, I understand what's happening. I've already started looking at the solutions. Uh, we could put you up at another hotel that's right across from us. It's called the Epic Miami. Is that okay with you? And I said, well, what does the room look like? Because we paid a lot of money for this room and I'm, I'm not taking, you know, I'm, I'm not dealing with anything less. And he goes, well, sir, the only thing they have left is the penthouse suite. So oh, we would put you up there. No. Uh, would that work for you guys? And I, I said, you know what? Let me, let me talk to my friends here. And I'll, <laughs> let me I'll talk right to my to colleagues you. to see if they might agree. <laughs> So I put him on hold and I said, boys, how does a penthouse suite at the Epic Miami sound? And it's just. (laughs) Everybody's losing their fucking minds, dude. It's pure anarchy. People, I think one guy's puking out the window. Someone's punching the back of my head. See fucking headrests. People ripping whippets and fucking swallowing blunts. It's just pure anarchy, dude. Everyone's losing their fucking minds. Okay, so. Did you have to pay more? Nope. We did not. Fuck you. We did not. So, so, yeah. So, so I take it. I'm like, all right, guys, shut the fuck up. Shut up. Shut up. Take it off hold. Put the phone back up to my uh, face and I go, uh, yeah, that'll, that'll work. That'll be fine. <laughs> awesome, sir. Uh, is there anything else that we can accomplish for you? And if just so you know that the, the reservation has been transferred across the street, it's called the Epic Miami. Here's the address. It's like, no, no need. I'll Google it. But thank you so much, though. I appreciate it. Hung up. Immediately, everyone, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's freaking the fuck out, losing their goddamn minds, dude. It's like... Oh, oh it's like God. they just all got released from prison. It's yeah. fucking, it's just straight anarchy. <laughs> so we keep going, doing our degenerate shit. And then we're about an hour out, right? Yeah. And I go, all right, boys, I think it's about time. So then the Molly comes out. The, and uh, the, I have my bag, which is, yeah, the Molly. You know what Molly is? Yeah, well, uh, yeah, it's a drug, a strong drug. <laughs> yes. For those of you who don't know, it's it's like, it's similar to ecstasy, but it's a completely different compound. And it's uh, it's basically, it's called the party drug. And it's, uh, it's, it's, I don't think I should say too much about it. This, obviously, this whole story is kind of glamorizing uh, degenerateness. So, uh, yeah, guys, definitely just, be careful so when you're you doing know, certain drugs. <laughs> Whatever we're talking, um, just don't follow our, the, the, the actions that we do. <laughs> we're just telling the story in the way that, that in this case, Benji has lived it, but uh, well, he doesn't oh, recommend yeah, and it. <laughs> yes, and at the end, I'll, you'll, you'll see why this is a precautionary tale at the end. Okay. And you shouldn't just, you shouldn't just do stupid shit like this. I mean, it makes for a great fucking story, don't get me wrong. Oh, yeah, but, for sure. <laughs> but anyway, so... I start finger dabbing Molly. I'm rolling tits. I am just 
30 minutes away and my face is melting on the fucking steering wheel. I can't stop touching myself. I'm rubbing my buddy's hair next to me. I'm like, dude, your fucking hair feels amazing, dude. I can't wait. You're going to get laid tonight. There's going to be so many bitches, dude. Your hair is so soft. But we're just, it's a straight up love fest now. Then the acid comes out. So uh, I take my tab of acid. We're about 30 minutes out. I'm rolling continuously so doing whippets. you mean Dr- LSD. So you took LSD after LSD. taking... Wait, before yep. you, you take... You started with beers, right? Then weed, then so, balloons, then then molly, and now LSD? So, yeah. So we started the day with blunts. So we started with pot. Uh, I don't know how much I smoked. I probably smoked a couple grams uh, on the way down there. So we started with pot, and then it was whippets. We were huffing whippets. And then it was beer, and we're drinking just beers. And then it's uh, molly. Uh, so I'm rolling once we're about an hour out. And then I dropped LSD, and so I started hallucinating uh, as soon as we get there. So this is um, this is the, an interesting part of the story. So we pull up to the Epic Miami, which is as fucking cool as it sounds. It is the tallest hotel in all of Miami. It's fucking huge. It's gorgeous. Marble floors and the four and the foyer and and all that. But before we get inside, what we have to park the car, right? Mm-hmm. So at the Epic Miami, there is no uh, parking your car yourself. It's only um, it's only uh, valet. Yeah. So we pull up in front of the hotel. This is what I'm wearing. I am wearing neon orange short shorts, a neon yellow tank top, neon green sunglasses, an America headband. Oh, my uh, God. I'm wearing American flag shoes. I look Spring as, break, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, I, I am literally the most spring break frat boy you've ever seen in your entire fucking life. And all my guys are clones of me. They're all wearing their rave shit. We look like just... Just the frattiest fucking douchebags you could ever imagine in your whole life. <laughs> so we pull up to the Epic and get into the little circular drive through And it's literally already, it's the kind of drive driveway that has stones, but then grass perfectly manicured in between the stones. It literally looks like a, you're driving onto a fucking Saudi Arabian's palace. It's so fucking sick. So I'm sitting in this car now realizing how fucked up I actually am. I'm thinking back through all the substances and chemicals that I put into my body over the past 15 hours. And I I went, oh shit. I look at my eyes in my little rear view mirror, fucking saucers. My pupils are the size of a goddamn YouTube thumbnail. It is (laughs) ridiculous, dude. I, I am just on a different planet. And this guy walks around to my, uh, my, my driver's side of the car and knocks on the window. And I didn't understand what he was saying. And I looked at him. I, I, I rolled my window down. He was like, sir, I'm, I'm here to valet the car for you. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, for sure, man. I, I got you. So I go to open the car door on my driver's side. And I'm not fucking joking, dude. At least 150 empty Whippet canisters. At least five empty beer cans. Half of a blunt. Um... <laughs> Uh, my my I think my Molly fell like it was in the bag and then my little baggie of fucking drugs fell on the ground. Everything clanking around but all over the place. And I'm not joking. I started cry laughing as hard as I've ever cry laughed in my heart. I was laughing so fucking hard and this guy's just looking at me like, what in the fuck is wrong with this kid? So I am 
I'm 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 out of my fucking head. I'm laughing like an insane person. <laughs> I gather wait, all wait, wait. my belongings. Off. Uh, how yeah. old were you? I, I didn't ask you that. I was. I think I was uh, 19, 18 or nineteen. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I gather all of my paraphernalia and bullshit off the ground, and I put it in this um, cardboard box. Uh, that basically housed all of my belongings for the weekend, which was the clothes that I had on my back, some deodorant, a toothbrush, and toothpaste. Mm. And the rest of it was literally drugs and alcohol. Mm. So <laughs> I, I have like, well, I have two, like one extra shirt and one extra pair of shorts yeah. laying on top of a literal cardboard box full of everything that would send me to jail in a fucking heartbeat. The essentials. That's it. That's it. <laughs> the essentials for a music festival. I have nothing to my name besides drugs and an extra shirt. So I put it all together in this fucking box and all my friends are just howling, laughing at me. And we start making our way to the, I give the guy my keys. I never, I didn't know if I was ever going to see that car again. Mm-hmm. I, he could have literally been anyone off the street and he could have stolen my fucking car. <laughs> but um, we walk into the lobby, we go to check in and I started to notice that everyone around me was in like matching suits. Oh. And I was like, what the fuck is this, dude? Is the CIA here or something? Of course, my paranoid brain, I'm super yeah. high. Like, oh, my God. They knew we were coming. <laughs> They're here for us. <laughs> they probably should I'm notice that it was an LSD during the call. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> I, literally, that was the moment when I was like, oh, Jesus, the LSD might have been the final step. I shouldn't have taken that. So um, I, we go to check in, and my buddy's checking in for us, and I keep looking around, and all these people in suits, and then there's a girl in a white dress. It's like a huge white dress. And I was like, the fuck? Like me and my boys here, I got five guys. Yeah, all dressed like, you know, complete degenerates. And then there's like this super, what is this, a formal get? Holy shit, dude. It's somebody's fucking wedding. Exactly. Somebody just got married and they're transitioning over to cocktail hour. And me and my boys fucked up out of our goddamn gourds, just basically drooling on ourselves in our frat boy uniforms. And everyone's looking at us like, what in the fuck? And we're all giggling and laughing and we keep hitting each other on the arm like, dude, shut the fuck up. They're going to know. Chill. And we're just fucking like, you're not supposed to be laughing in class, except this is the most real world example of that of all time. Uh-huh. And um, so we check in and we go up to the... Uh, we go up to the penthouse suite of the Epic Miami, and it is fucking epic, dude. Granite marble countertops, multiple rooms, a huge walk-in shower, hot tub. Uh, it's fucking so absurd, dude. It's so fucking nice. And um, so we get to the uh, we get to the suite. We start put all, putting all our stuff down, and uh, I think it was it, I think it was Avicii that was uh, playing at that time. So we were trying. He, that was his set time. So we, we throw all our stuff down, get our little baggies of drugs, shove it in our assholes. Just kidding. Right under our, uh, like where our underwear is. We, we don't put anything inside of our bodies, kids. Not not from the backside, at least. <laughs> um, now. <laughs> we already discussed that. So, You're exploring yourself. <laughs> uh, yeah, don't kink shame me, Felix. Come on. Um, so we, we get all our little essentials and we head back down. And this is the first night, but it's also the, the last time that Swedish House Mafia uh, performs. Mm-hmm. So we, we go start seeing some of our artists that we really love. And I am quite adept at making my way through a festival crowd. I can make myself very small and I'm very kind and gentle with people like, oh, hey, I'm so sorry. Let me, I've got my, uh, my mom's up there. Whatever, you know, whatever I need to tell them to get past. And, um, and so I, we're sneaking our way through the crowd. We get to the 
towards the front of it. And there's these two uh, Argentinian girls that are dancing by themselves. They're a little shorter. And so we start dancing around them. And then eventually we start giving them drugs and dancing with them. And uh, I put one of them on my shoulders and we're having a fucking great time. It's just, it's awesome. It's just, it's spring break in the most American way. Just a melting pot of drugs and ethnicities and everybody's hot as fuck and fit as fuck. And it's just, just pure America. anarchy in the best way. Yeah, that's America. It's, it's America as fuck. That's and uh, like 15 minutes in, or not 15 minutes, a couple hours into us dancing and all that. One of them goes, uh, so I go, are you guys here alone or, or what? Are, you know, we start talking like, oh, no, our husbands are in the back. Oh, my God. And I was like, bitch, you were just on my shoulders for like 30 minutes. <laughs> I don't think you have a husband. <laughs> so uh, that kind of weirded us out. And we didn't really want to get too uh, get too tangled up in, in anything like that, even though it was all complete anarchy. That, you know, we we... It came to the point where Swedish House Mafia, it was their time to come up on stage. And I was never a huge Swedish House Mafia fan. Uh, I, I heard their songs on the radio. I love some of their older stuff. But I was never like a diehard Swedish House Mafia fan. Mm-hmm. But when they came on this stage, I'm not joking you. Tears flooded my eyes. They opened with one. Tears started flooding my fucking eyes. Everyone around me, I didn't know anybody. I've got one arm around one of these Argentinian girls and then one arm around this random dude. I don't know where the fuck he's from. I don't know his name. I have no idea who he is. Everybody's joining arms and they're playing their whole set and it's literally everyone's scream crying the lyrics. I'm gonna save the world tonight. Everyone's just so happy and euphoric. Everybody's high. It's just, it's just so much fun. Everyone's screaming the lyrics. It was so fucking cool. Um, and then, uh, and then, yeah, we went on the rest of the weekend and, and just did a whole bunch of degenerate shit. And this story doesn't have the best ending. It's really the beginning that was, uh, that was the, the awesome part of getting down there. It's always the journey, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, I guess the precautionary side of that tale is I did end up getting kicked out of the uh, military college that I went to. Oh, I, uh, because of drugs, I also was not allowed to walk with my, uh, with my graduating class in high school. I, I was able to graduate, but I wasn't allowed to walk with them. That sucks. Um, you know, I, at this point in my life, my short-term and long-term memory are so bad, um, that it's, it's kind of become like a bit of an issue in my relationships. Mm-hmm. I, I can't remember things well at all. And of course that's irritating to your partner. And uh, it's irritating to the people you love. My memory is just not very good. Um, and I'm not saying I'm stupid here, but um, but I, my memory is definitely not what it should be for my age because of how much punishment I put my my brain and my body through. So I've had a lot of fun and my outlook has always been burn bright, die young. Mm-hmm. You know, that's you just live a f- fast life and die faster. Um, but that's, you know, that's the mindset of someone when they're young and that's hyper focused on making people like them and and not doing anything for the right reasons. So at this point in my life, I obviously, you know, don't want to die at 65, which was always my plan. Uh, growing up, I would always be like, yeah, I don't give a fuck. I don't want to be old. I don't want people to have to take care of me. I'm going to live fast and die young. I don't care at all. And now, you know, I, I'm starting to realize it's so easy when you're young to just say, to, to act like you know what the future is going to be for you. You you need some sort of confidence in yourself and in your future. So it's really easy to prescribe 
some meaningless value to your future that in five or 10 or even a year is not going to make any sense to you at all. You could, you know, think you're going to know what's going to work out, but you know, not to get too preachy on it, but I've had a lot of fun times in my life and that's just one of hundreds of degenerate experiences that I've gone out and mistreated my body and my brain. And, and I don't, I, I don't necessarily regret any of them, but I think, you know, as a precautionary tale, I also, looking back at my life, I wouldn't be too upset if I had done some things a little differently. Not to say that I have regrets, but, you know, mm-hmm. I guess what I'm trying to say is it's it's easy to live fast when you're young and and act like you know what, what you're going to want tomorrow. Yeah. Um, but yeah yeah have fun definitely but also don't don't act like you you know you're gonna be okay with what's going on tomorrow you know actions have consequences exactly uh well yeah in that specific subject is like in a sense you you don't regret it but it's like in a sense it was kind of selfish of your past self for your present self to do those actions because it it didn't affect him it affected you right yeah yeah that's i've never looked at it that way but that's actually yeah that's very true what about you do you do you normally pull out a pocket story here no yeah indeed (laughs) okay you want you want to hear my pocket story okay sounds good let's hear it It isn't as crazy as yours because I've I've been doing 18 episodes of this, so I've I've said a couple of stories. But uh, this is one that I just remembered not so long. Like I remembered it today, and uh, it's been a long time since I've remembered it. But uh, it's very crazy that I did this. So, in when I was 11, 12, more or less, it, I was in a class with all of my fucking friends and all of the popular kids. So it was the craziest class ever in school, and we we even got drunk. It was the first time I got drunk and I got shit faced. It was really crazy. The, the vibe was so fucking disastrous and it was so cool. So in my phase, it, I was getting through pu- puberty and I was I liked I was a attention whore for sure. And I'm still I'm oh, quite sure. of, a, of an attention whore like <laughs> most of the streamers. Uh, but um, yeah. <laughs> uh, in this case, I was quite an attention whore. I wanted to make everything as uh, possible to make my friends laugh because that's what I liked it. And I still, I live through that, but I don't want to um, annoy other people to make other people laugh. Like, uh, that's not what I live through. But sure. when I was younger, I didn't really care. I was just, let's make my friends laugh. So, one day sure. we were in Spanish class. We had to do a theatrical um, play. Uh, the thing is, most of the shows like they give you this the, the script and you read it and you play it, right? This guys, sure. we had the freedom to write and direct the theatrical play, the show, and that was a fucking stupid idea. You shouldn't totally do that, but they did it either way. So <laughs> I honestly don't remember what the 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 the, the the show was about but the the point is i was a murderer for some reason and it was the worst show ever but the point was to make laugh the our generation our generation there was like a hundred maybe 200 kids in our generation that's so they're the same grade and we were gonna show that show that we wrote to the the uh, to our grade and Every single kid was going to watch it. And not only that, the directors and the, probably the parents were also going to watch it. Let, let's keep that in mind. And we were the sure. ones writing it. So you can imagine it was pretty fucking stupid and disgusting. So yeah. I do remember one specific thing of that play. In one scene, 
One of the things that we wrote is that I was gonna murder someone, then uh, cut his balls, eat them, and scream, Oh, bloody balls! Oh my god. Yeah, that was the fucking idea. I don't know why, but it was funny for us. <laughs> and sure. you can imagine that when the teacher saw that uh, before uh, doing it in front of all the school, you can imagine that she said, don't fucking do that. I'm going to get fired. Yeah. And that's a fucking stupid idea. Don't fucking do that. And I was like, yeah. okay. <laughs> And you can imagine <laughs> that when the, the the day came and it was going to happen, like the scene was the same. Just she told me, just do the same scene. Just don't cut his balls and don't eat them and scream that you're eating them. Uh, and, uh, and, and obviously, like in my head, I was like, yeah, I might I, I should not do this. But then my friends were like, yo, you should totally do this. <laughs> and, I, <laughs> and I was like, OK, I have to do it. <laughs> so I, yeah. I did it and you can uh, I scream bloody bloody balls and I fucking eat them and the whole school was like oh and other oh. My friends were in the back saying like oh my god yes <laughs> and if you I remember I, I I when I returned backstage I saw the the, the teacher's face she was at uh, she was gonna murder me and oh, I honestly don't remember what happened but I think I survived and I didn't have any problems after that. And I hope she didn't have any problems. But the thing is, I don't know where I got the balls to scream that. Balls? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and that was a story. That is a, is a pretty short story. But Jesus Christ, dude. That, that's outrageous. That's hilarious. That's. Uh, I could definitely see you doing that. Yeah, it's so fucking stupid. <laughs> I don't know why. But, uh, but God damn, like, on one, it wasn't funny. It was disgusting. But still... Like the teachers told me that to not say it, and I didn't give a fuck. I don't know. I, I would never do that today, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, when you're young, dude, you know. You're young. You, uh, if you just want to make people laugh, you get a lot more balls than you do as an adult. Yeah, I don't know. You, you, you're less conscious about the repercussions of your actions. You just want to make people laugh, I guess. Okay, so here's the question, Benji. Are you living a meaningful life? According to who? I don't know. That's just a question. <laughs> you, yeah, like you can. How do you define a meaningful life? I think a meaningful life is defined person to person. Mm -hmm. And I think that for myself, a meaningful life will have at the, at the end of my short rocket ship ride through this existence will hopefully have been to make as many people laugh or at least smile as I possibly could have. And so am I living a meaningful life? I'm sure as fuck working on it. Um, I, I think I could be doing a lot better. And, you know, in this new year here, I'm obviously going to try and do a lot better too. Um, but I'm definitely setting myself up to live a more meaningful life to what I believe that would be. And again, to me, that's making people laugh and smile. Okay. So that's that's my definition of having a meaningful life. And to everybody else, it's going to mean something totally different. Mm -hmm. um, but short version, yeah, I am. And I'm, I'm doing a lot better at um, 
uh, of making myself better at living a meaningful life these days. How are what about you? you? How, wait, before I answer, how are you doing that? How what can you do in your case to improve the meaningfulness of your life? <laughs> well, I am. I'm being more honest with myself about what's funny and what's not. I'm being honest with my intentions for why I want to grow my why I want to grow this channel. Um, I'm doing a sh lot of self-reflection and it's not always fun, um, but I I'm doing a lot of that. I'm focusing a lot on my day-to-day -day business with my other company and uh, making sure that that is going to be successful so that I can take care of people in the future. And I'm just generally taking a lot more responsibility in my day-to-day uh, -day life so that I can... Okay. At the end of the day, all I really want to do is hang out in front of my computer and yell random shit online so that everybody laughs at me. Um, so I, I think I'm setting myself up to do a lot better with that by being more responsible in everything I do and and uh, just doing the shit that I know I need to do. Waking up, brushing my teeth, going to the gym, being mindful, eating as many meals as I need to, you know, mm -hmm. all that shit. Okay, so yeah, you're, you're, you want to be more mindful of your actions and your presence in the world yeah okay nice i like it is my life a meaningful life uh, <laughs> well um yes yes obviously uh yes indeed uh, i i'm i'm quite um proud in a sense of the direction in which my life has come through and in which i'm going through like um i decided to not follow the normal path of most of the people like going to university, following a decent career to get a stable uh, job with a stable income, to get a family and to be stable in every sense of my life. I decided to follow a contrary <coughs> and unstable direction, which was quite scary at the beginning. Uh, and honestly, it was hard. But now that I'm that I'm technically accomplishing it and that I'm happy, like I. I I honestly feel quite certain that I'm living a meaningful life. I'm what what does like how can I define that? Uh a meaning mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. A meaningful life it's I, I feel like is if you die today. If today you die, are you okay with it or not? A apart from the fact that you would like to live more from the sheer life that you've lived through. Is that a good life? Is that a life that you're proud of? Is that a meaningful life? If, if yes, cool. If, and you've lived a meaningful life and you're living a meaningful life. If not, if you want to live more and you're not okay with dying in this present moment, I feel like you're not. And in my case, if I die today, I'm okay. I, I would obviously prefer to live more. Oof. Like, why not? But come on. If I die today, sure. I'm like... And, and there's God in front of me and, like, and he's like, okay, well, you died. I'm sorry. And I would be like, okay, yeah, this sucks. But okay, I, I've, I've lived many fucking incredible experiences. I'm, and I'm f so lucky to have been through that. And I don't, I don't mean I, I've left everything that I need to live. But I, till now, I've, left, uh, I've lived a, an incredible life. And uh, yeah, I would consider myself to be living a meaningful life. Hell yeah, man. I can't say I'd, I'm the same way. I think if I died today, I will have uh, lived a, a fun life. But I think meaningful, that's what I'm working on now. Okay. And uh, I think that's going to take me a little while to uh, make it meaningful because it's not for me. It's for uh, 
for in my case, it would be for others, making them laugh and smile and all that. So um, I, I get what you're saying, though. That's fucking awesome. That makes me happy that you're there. That's Thank that's you. dope, dude. Thank you. But uh, at least you, you like, like, I don't mind people not being there. I mind people not trying to get there, not acknowledging the fact that they're not there. And in your case, sure. okay, you're acknowledging that for now, maybe you, 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 you're not there yet. But you're trying, and that's the only thing that you need to be doing. You need to try to yeah. live a meaningful life because the country, yeah. I think, in philosophy is not good. <laughs> I've heard stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's it, guys. That's the end of the today's podcast. Thank you, Benji, for being here. It was fucking amazing. Really long, but fucking amazing either way. I really, really yes, enjoyed yes. just hearing your crazy stories. <laughs> of course, Benjillionaire on Instagram and YouTube. Uh, Instagram, Benjillionaire GG, actually. And then YouTube's just Benjillionaire. And Twitch is Benjillionaire as well. Um, Felix, I love you to death. And if anyone here is not subscribed or or subbed or following Felix, please follow him. He's fucking awesome. <laughs> I hope we do this again, man. You're a fucking legend. It's funny because I've done 18 episodes and you're the first person that has promoted themselves before I do this. <laughs> <laughs> oh god but that's fun um, that's fun at least i don't have to do it now well thank you guys yeah. for listening thank you benji go watch benji on stream he's really freaking funny and he's such a good and sympathetic guy so go watch him and oh. thank you guys for listening to pocket stories uh goodbye <laughs>